All right, gang, it is time for Puck Off, and uh, we are all on Zoom today. Andy Picaro's in Hollywood, Joe Bartnick, uh, Sierra Madre, Fraser Smith here, Beverly Hills, and guys, all kinds of interesting stuff going down in the world of hockey. Frazier, congratulations. Your Detroit Red Wings absolutely took care of business last night in Washington, D.C. Just put the hammer down on the Washington, the Obelus Capitals. They're reeling the Capitals even more than my Penguins. And Larkin with the big stick to T.J. Oshie's face, they didn't even need him. <laughs> well, you know, we, I'm, I'm going to let Andy jump in a second. And you, I, you know, I, the, Red Wings had more star power and were a more complete team than the Washington Capitals. Welcome back to the NHL, Motor City. You know, thanks for saying that, man. I'm super excited. It, it is exciting. You know, uh, it, it's tough to get in those playoffs, though. I hope we can get in, but I do like the run we're making, and we do look good. Um, <laughs> it's tough for me to say I like the run you're making. Uh <laughs> I, 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 I was, you know, I, I, it's one of those things where I want to be right. And I also want the penguins to win. I really picked the red wings for the playoffs this year. And I take pride in picking things correctly. Obviously in the show, I get mad at myself and I pick most things incorrectly. So I'd love to be right about the red wings, but geez, if they could just slow down a little bit, (laughs) I I, got to be honest. They're the team that scares me as a penguins fan as far as locking the penguins out of the playoffs, like it's, it's more them than anyone else, just because I, I don't think Florida is very good. I think that the, 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 the identity trade didn't work for Florida or Calgary at the end of the day this year. And uh, the Florida just def- can't really defend that. Well, they, they score a bunch of goals, but they give up a bunch more. I think they're one of the only teams in playoff contention with a negative goal differential. And they have Bobrovsky, who's a Vesna winner. They cannot, their defense, I mean, Uyghur uh, deserves a lot more money um, than he's than he's getting. I mean, we're seeing what they are without him. Uh, you know, Buffalo, so young. Down the stretch, they got the legs. They've got a lot of talent, um, but they're just way too young. They're also uh, one of the top goal scorers. But again, I just don't believe in them down the stretch. A- and, you know, Washington, like Joe just said, you know, no Ovi for a week. They didn't look great. Lose an outdoor game. Anytime a team loses an outdoor game, that's a momentum, you know, just killer. I think Detroit's getting in. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm picking wow. Detroit in that, in, in that last wild card. I think it's going to be Islanders, uh, Red Wings. Yeah. Oh, I my God. My, I didn't take my balls out of my purse. I had them all, all year coming up. <laughs> and at the end, I choked on Detroit. I Huso. Whoa. What, what, what a difference goaltending. Oh, you might need goaltending in this league. You know, <laughs> solid, solid goaltending. And, you know, unlike Buffalo, which, you know, they got their Tage Thompsons and their Alex Tuck and Tuck put in a clinic last night, even though they lost. You know, Detroit has guys that have been there. David Perron has been there. There's guys on that team that have been there. And that makes all the difference in the world to have some veteran guys that, that have been there. And well, yeah, I think just the fact that Stevie Y is holding back on Bertuzzi and keeping him, and then maybe he may be going buying. I, I just think that's just great news. And I didn't even know the new building has not even seen a playoff game before. So, you know, I'm in a way I'm kind of in a way I'm kind of rooting for Detroit, obviously not at the expense of the Penguins, but I think I can 
prayed all Lent for resurrection of the franchise <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I don't know. I don't see us winning a game until April second against the Flyers. I don't see. A, I don't see a team we can beat. Wow. Mm, I, well, I, I, don't, don't wait. Isn't there a Columbus in there? Please tell me there is. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I, I yeah I, I, I mean, at look. first glance it was a Florida it was like you know all, a bunch of tough teams that we weren't going to beat if there's Columbus in there sure but somehow we always stoop to Columbus's level in Columbus and we got to hear that goddamn cannon you know it, it's it, I, I just did radio in Pittsburgh everyone's kind of worried defeated scared uh, our our great producer Aaron who's a baseball guy even he said. The penguins are done. I mean, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw out the bathwater with the baby or whatever the saying is, but you know, it's gonna take a lot. They had the islanders, they could have buried them, they had leads and they stunk. And you know what? And you can't blame Sid, you can't blame Gino, you can't you can't blame the top six. The bottom six stinks. And other than Latang, you know, I'm I'm out on Pedersen again. I like Pojo, he had a bad weekend. I thought the New Jersey game was the way we're going to look for the next three years. Gino scored two goals. He looked great. Enjoy wearing your Gino jersey in the game, and let's wave our Hall of Famer goodbye into the sunset like he should be, you know, and not having Patrick Kane thrown out the door. Other than that, there's nothing to cheer for. I'm going to cheer for Drew O'Connor missing the net by 30 feet. That's all they got. They blew it last year. Last year, I don't care the goaltending. If they would have had Manson and they would have had Delorier, they would have beat the Rangers. We didn't need Raquel. Raquel got hurt in the first game anyway. They needed Manson to play some defense and they needed Delorier to put his fist through Truba's goddamn ass. There you go. Put his ass, fist in his jaw. And they blew it. So Hextall, all I'm waiting for Hextall to do is take off his suit and have a flyer jersey underneath it. They should hang Hextall like Mussolini (laughs) in the street. (laughs) <laughs> and take that fat drunk uh Brian Burke and beat him to death. Aye. Uh well from what I've heard uh in Brian Burke's defense, um he's the only one and not from what I've heard, uh, let's be honest, what I've heard from Rob Rossi and Josh Yohe, the only truly trusted sources. Um Brian Burke is not a happy man. He's pacing like a caged tiger uh during home games. Well, fire um, Hextall, then do so. Well, he's the president of the team. Who, but here's here, I'm about to bring this up. Who's in charge? And this always happens. This is just like a comedy club when things change. Who is in charge? Who in, is there a is there a guy at Fenway Sports Group that unilaterally makes decisions for Fenway Sports Groups? Do they have a head of sports division guy that has more decision than others? Who is in charge there? And honestly, what is Brian Burke's job? It's to figure like I, out all the different sweaters they have. They have more sweaters than regulation <laughs> wins. They got a sweater for every holiday, every cause. They got a sweater outside, inside, inside away, inside home. Different logo, this logo. They got like 19 jerseys, and they're all up for auction for this cause. How many people are bidding on Chad Ruedel's sweater? Worry about a goddamn defenseman. Worry about a goddamn third line. Enough. They're living on Sid and Gino. They're living on those guys. Just yeah. imagine if one of those guys pulled a hamstring at Thanksgiving. We 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 we'd be the blue we'd be the blue jackets, or you or or just as bad the blues. Like like I I really think that like one of the biggest problems is this team uh, at the end of the Rutherford era and into the Hextall era will trade away and not re-sign goal scorers 
and think nothing of it when that's what wins you games. In the last 10 games, they have 24 goals. Of those 24 goals, four from Jake, four from Raquel, three from Sid, five from Gino. So, yeah, the guys that we pay a lot of money are earning it. Yeah. Everybody else stinks. One goal out of the fourth line, two goals out of the third line. And by the way, those goals were power play goals because they're out there in the second unit when unit when the other team's tired. So it's like this team is so incomplete that I, Sully is taking a lot of heat right now, partially deserved. They all deserve a lot of heat. But I'm completely with you that Hextall and Burke in this transition, the, early, the first year of the Boston Fenway group has been a disaster. They need to figure out, A, who is in charge? Whose team is this? In Toronto, it seemed confusing, and then they made it Dubas's team. And you can say whatever you want about it, but it's Dubas's team. Iserman, wherever he goes, it's his team. Teams that win championships, it's somebody's team. It was Jimmy Rutherford's team when they won back-to-back. When they won back-to-back before that, it was Craig Patrick's team. Whose team is it? You got a million suits. One guy doesn't like to wear his tie. They're all angry. Who is making the decisions? <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we will move on. We have all summer to talk about. Yeah, we could yell about this for three uh, hours. Uh, speak, but speaking of Mr. Dubas, he made a dubious move or whatever the word would be. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Canada's team, gets Ryan O'Reilly and immediately moves Tavares to wing, which I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, Noel Akari. And uh, moved out junk. Uh, what does that make you think that puts them ahead of Tampa Bay, closer to Tampa Bay, still way far away? Frazier Smith, I say closer, but not there yet. I still think they need a defenseman. We've talked about it, and I think they need a rugged defenseman that can go in there and knock some people around. Uh, you know, uh, I still think they're missing that piece. But I do think it helps him. Uh, you know, O'Reilly had, I think, a hat trick the other night. And, uh, you know, he, he looks good. He's going to score goals. Akari's a tough guy. But they need, I think they need that Luke Shen type guy still on defense. So I still think they're a piece away. And you and I were talking about it. It's no picnic facing the lightning. <laughs> you know, it just isn't. They're going to no. a tough one for them. No, I totally agree. I, I think that they need the defenseman. I think they'll get the defenseman. I think there's even a chance. I don't think it's a good idea. I think that it, there's a possibility they get Kane. It, it, it's possible. Kane can choose where he goes. He only wants to go to a couple of places. And it, it could just happen because it's, you know, it's the last year of his contract. It's really only, you know, about 20 games worth of having him in the regular season they have to pay for. It could totally happen without giving up a bunch. Um, but I just think that Toronto was the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference when they made this trade. And now after this trade, they're the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. And I, I just don't think it elevates them above Boston, Toronto, or Tampa Bay. I think that it does, though, give them a chance, like a puncher's chance at beating those three teams when they didn't have that before the trade. I think it was a great trade, but I don't think it elevates them above those three. Yeah, they did not give up. They did not give up Nyes, their power young power forward kid that's supposed to be coming out of college that can play in March. Uh, so that was good. They just gave up some picks. 
if they can somehow flip Kerfoot for, you know, I like Shen, but I think they need someone better than Shen uh, to really, really beat Tampa Bay and Boston. Could Shen help them beat, you know, uh, you know, why, you know, whoever sneaks in? Yeah. The, and the Devils, probably. But to face the big, big boys, you need someone that can play top four, not bottom two. Mm. In, yeah. in my opinion. So if Kerfoot can get give Kerfoot could bring you an Ekblad or a Pareko or a Chikrin. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I would, it, we've said this every week. I'd take, a, there's a lot of people I would take over Ch- Chikrin. And I don't even know who's still around. Who even knows if, you know, if Calgary falls out, some of those guys might be available. Uh, Minnesota has been winning. So Dumba's not available, maybe. So I don't know, but I, they're closer, but they still need that defenseman. And if you saw the way Buffalo just went, went right through them, I mean, they have no defense. Their defense well, gets worse every day. No, Morgan, Morgan Riley and Hall are, are, are one of the worst defensive uh, pairings in the league. And, and uh, Justin Hall, he, he can't play serious minutes and then be a contender. And, and another thing is today just became official. I'm sure it's just a money thing. Muzzin is completely shut down for the season. He's done. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that helps them position for the trade deadline and com- coming up to ha- know exactly how much money they're going to have. Uh, speaking of shutting it down for the end, you think it's the last we've ever seen of Jonathan Taves? Mm. You know, that is interesting. We, uh, we always loved his play. And then he had that mysterious in, uh, disease or whatever happened there. And now it seems to be back, or I don't know if it's the same thing, but he, it's, he's getting pretty up there. I think this probably could be it for him. It, it, depending on how bad this is, whatever he's got. Long-term COVID. Is that what it is? Huh. Yeah, it's COVID plus. It doesn't wow. come with your normal cable package. You have to pay extra for it. <laughs> Who wants to pay extra for that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I think I think it's 70 30 that he's never coming back. You want my opinion. Why would you come back to something even worse? Yeah, I could see it. You have your three cups. Come back, have a have Edzo come back and they'll raise your banner up next to Hosa's. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it is probably looks like the end of the road, maybe for him. Depending on how bad. I mean, it's- what would they give him? Would they give him two two, uh, two years at three million each or something, or one year at three? He, does he need that when you're already trying to survive? Co- I mean, you know, if he, no. if he can't do it now, what's next you're going to do? Yeah, you're not going to have Kane play around with. In fairness, he he is 34. He. I honestly thought this year he took a step forward from the past two years. I thought he was playing with more tenacity by two years. I know he's, he was injured and sick a lot, but I thought, okay, I'll even say five years. I thought he was playing with a lot of tenacity. He was getting in fights, getting in scrums. Um, I feel like he knew deep down uh, this is the, my last run. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if somebody snipes him into their, uh, their front office and he becomes a front office guy because, you know, he's a guy who young players are going to respect in the draft for the next, you know, 30, 40 years. Uh, and I think that, you know, it's a shame that it's going to end like this. But, uh, I, I mean, again, I don't know much about long haul COVID. I know 
I, I know the name of long haul COVID and that's it. Maybe, maybe a summer can go by and everything gets a lot better. And hopefully we do see him next year, but I just feel like we'll see him in the front office. I definitely feel like he's probably done, but not done with the NHL. We'll see him around. Oh, I definitely think he'll be around in some capacity. I just think this is the opportunity to just retire a Hawk, never have the stain of being moved to the deadline. It's right. not going to get better there by the time he's healthy. It's just not. So why put himself through that? I mean, he, he, he can actually step into the front office and make life easier for him. <laughs> Pick up ha- half as much money and enjoy enjoy his life, you know? I mean, yeah. it just seems like this was the time to do it. I mean, you know, I, in my opinion. Um, Krejci, 1,000 games. It really is. the This era is really coming to an end. All, all, all the franchises are having their 1,000-game guys. But two numbers are re- two two numbers being retired. Uh, interesting enough, uh, Chris Neal number retired in Ottawa. I know this makes Andy happy. It's his favorite guy in Ottawa. <laughs> Look, if Chris Neal played for the Penguins, I'd probably have the jersey in every color, right? But <laughs> at the same time, and, and you know, this is from somebody who, oh man, I hope people cover their ears here. I own a Matt Cook jersey. I own an Alf Samuelson jersey. I even own a Yarko Rutu jersey. I went a little crazy at one point in my life. But <sighs> these guys are great because of who they are, not because their jersey retirement level. I mean, even I, who loves Casper more than me? If the Penguins hung up 11, I'd be like, give me a break. Like, it's supposed to be Hall of Fame. Like, And like Joe always says, that's why you have the Ring of Honor. That's why you have these team hall of fames. Like, I think if you're not a hall of famer or you didn't die tragically, um, then I don't think you should be, or, or I'll give the blues, you know, the blues have a couple like that. That's why they have so many. It's just too much now, man. Like it just can't be, it's a reason to sell tickets in bad markets. We'll throw a guy's uh, number up. We'll sell out that night. We'll sell programs for $58 and we'll make a bunch of money. It's not about honoring players anymore. It's about having a big ticket night on a Thursday versus, you know, uh, uh, Columbus when no one wants to show up. I'm not nearly as down on the Chris Neal experience as you are. I always loved Neal, would have taken him on my team any day. And he he stayed his whole career there where everybody else fleed like ships off the Titanic. Or roaches when you kick over a, a picnic table. I mean, everybody left. He stayed. He he fought heavyweights. He was a light heavyweight. He was a Michael Spinks taking on, you yep. know, George Foreman. Um, and he did a lot in that community. What you know, was he a great player? No. But you know, I, I don't I don't mind they retired his really because let's face it, they've been around 30 years, they don't have anything to celebrate. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I guess the uh, the Chris Phillips jersey was getting lonely up there. Well, I, I, mean, I, I, me, I, you know, to me, he's you know, to me, he's Clark Gillies compared to Chris Phillips. I mean, well, I, you know, but I, I, they're both so average. But at least Chris Phillips could really play; he could move the puck as a defenseman. Uh, he was an alternate captain from the time he was like you know twenty. Uh, there, I, I think he. I think if you're going to throw up a guy that just encompasses being there forever and being a senator, you already have that guy in Chris Phillips. And, and if I'm not mistaken, is Redden up there as well? Uh that may be true. I got to say, there is there is a dead spot in my hockeydom. I will take full uh, criticism for 
when Ottawa was very good, that little era right there, that's when I was the most knee deep in stand up and less technology was around to keep track of every single thing like I do now. So there is a little dead spot in there for me. Uh, but at any rate, the other the other name, but now that this is just in the ring of honor. This is not a retirement, I believe. Cam Ward. Yeah. Is now in the Canes Hall of Honor, Hall of Fame. And those names are a little more prestigious. Captain Ron, Rod Brindamore, Glenn Wesley, Cam Ward. That's the way you do it. You create your own Hall of Fame. And I don't think any Canes fan or hockey fan would argue with any of those names being absolute bonafide first ballot Canes Hall of Famers. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, I mean, who who's better, Chris Phillips or Glenn Wesley? I'll take Glenn Wesley. <laughs> uh, I mean, here's the thing. It's close, but yeah, I'll take Glenn Wesley just because, uh, you know, I remember him more. Yeah. I just remember Chris Phillips, you know, constantly getting beat by a New Jersey devil to end the <laughs> series. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of highlights ended like that. Yeah, I remember Chris Phillips being. Uh, we'll keep Chris Phillips and we'll we'll send Zidane Chara to Boston. That's what I remember Chris Phillips for. Oh. I remember making the wrong decision. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm, yeah, see oh. the difference in retired numbers <laughs> yeah. that you could have had. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. They, they 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 have more history to they have more to celebrate if they were putting Char. They have they have a longer highlight package if they were retiring Chara's number. That's for sure. Um, oh. Mark, they should retire Heatley. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We'll get off that. He, well, Heatley has damaged goods, literally. Um, Mark Stone, back surgery out indefinitely. LTIR. This puts the Vegas Golden Knights in play. They're actually on fire. They have nine wins after being down in the third period. That's remarkable for Bruce Cassidy and the Sundance kids. Well, Cassidy's done a great job so far there. They have they have the ability to go after Kane now with this with uh, Stone out in depth. And Stone, I know, I mean, no one knows more about back pain than me. But if Stone can put it together and come back for the playoffs, that'd be incredible if they get Kane and him during the Kane sweepstakes. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, uh, I really think that uh, Vegas is another team I was wrong about this year. I thought they were going to be a little patchworky. I thought they'd be a playoff team, but maybe not make it. They're bona fide contender. They add Kane. Now it's like, okay, you know, if you tell, you tell me Vegas wins the cup, I could believe it. And I, I you know, I know the goaltending still isn't completely proven, but what, from what we've shown over the past 20 years, Half the goaltenders that win the cup are Hall of Famers, and the other half are guys that might not even make their team's ring of honor. So, you know, like, <laughs> you just got to have a guy that's good enough uh, nowadays. Yeah. Well, be, whenever <laughs> when there's uh, 15,945 in, in the in uh, PPG arena, they'll be etching Ma Matt Murray's name on that ring of honor. <laughs> to sell, to sell, to sell oh, some he, Matt Murray jerseys. <laughs> oh, he's... Oh, he's getting on the Ring of Honor, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> Matt, 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 Matt Murray is uh, for sure going on. The question is, does Darcy Kemper go in Colorado's? <laughs> uh, well, you know, Vegas. Probably not. Pro probably, yeah, probably, right? Probably not. 
Vegas has surprised me this year, though. Yes, I'll tell you who's going on the Ring of Honor. That's Connor Hallerbuck. He is uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Don't look now. Break up the Jets. Would you go after Timo Meyer, Frazier, if you're the Jets, knowing that he's probably not going to stay? But this really is your window. All these contracts are coming up. The, the ball is leaving. Morrissey, Norrissey, Morrissey might win the Norris. He's, he's, he's a, kind of a front runner, if you don't include Carlson. Um, you know, more points ever by a defenseman in, 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 on the Jets. Already passing big buff everybody. I'm a big fan of his. I just think he's great, man. Smooth. But do you go, do you just shoot your load for Timo? You know what? You might as well, because it is your window. You've had a good season, surprisingly better, I think, than most people thought. And you're there. Yeah, I think this is their shot. And he could certainly help you. Yeah. Everybody on the roster is in their big contract, in their big stretch, in the in the middle or in the end of what will probably be their prime. With goalies, it's tough to call that because primes come and go with goalies. So Connor could be good for a very long time. Absolutely go for it mode. Uh, if you can add a guy that can get you two more playoff games in a market like Winnipeg, just monetarily, that's a big thing. Um, but also in a market like Winnipeg, show the fans after a few rough years, uh, you're all in, you care about winning, you want to win now. And because look, this team was this team was talking about blowing it up in the summer. So it's I like had him seventh. Yeah. We all none of us had him in the playoffs. None of us and, did. And, and, and and literally, literally, uh, there was talk of in Winnipeg. What is the best direction to go? Blow it up and rebuild, or let's see what we can do this year. And I think they were still probably planning on rebuilding next year. And this year, you know, Shifley, you know, and Wheeler and all these guys that came out back to All Star form. Hellebuck is the best goalie in the league right now. Uh, you got to go for it. You got to go for it. I Trade agree. The, Trade what you got and go for it. Yep. The thing with Timo Meyer too is he doesn't have a no trade, <laughs> so he's like the only guy they can get because nobody wants to go to Winnipeg. Sorry, Dave Bastel. I mean, it's just the truth, you know. Between the taxes and the weather, you know, and getting up through customs, it's it, no one wants to go there. So they got to get what they can get, you know. Uh, plus, you never know how long how Hall- has just been amazing this year. So. I I say I say you go for it too. He's I, go I, would, I would get because you know, and then and then maybe a, you know a depth defenseman. But I think they're right there because because when you think about it, Seattle's really falling the hell and back. I love the Kings. If the Kings waste time on Chikrin, I'll be upset. the 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 Kings should not waste their time with Chikrin. They they should go after Shen. Is who they should go after. They don't need puck moving defensemen that are always hurt. Yeah, Shen gonna... would be good on the Kings. I'm going to see Chikrin play a season. Now, we talked about it last week. Do you think anybody goes for uh, uh, Eric Carlson? Uh, last week, I think we landed on on no, unless there was a ridiculous amount retained. And if San Jose is going to retain that much, they might as well keep him. And I still think that, but there's only one puck-moving uh, defenseman injury away from a contender and that all changes. I don't think that's changed uh, as of, you know, the past week, but 
you know, uh, it's getting close here. What's the deadline? It's going to be in two weeks. Next Friday. Well, yeah. yeah. I know that, you know, Mike Greer is a good guy and he's has, he, it's his honeymoon phase. He just got the job. He's, you got to sell tickets. San Jose market is a little bit depressed right now. You know, the era of them just selling out forever and everyone wearing the teal and rocking that era is over. There's some empty seats there. They lose Timo Meyer. Who's who's who are you paying to see? I think you got to keep Carlson just for a fan base. Then then have five million at least a dead weight that never comes off. I, I think you got to keep Carlson unless you're blown away. And I think you could get blown away in the summer. But then if you're blown away in the summer, why wouldn't you want to just keep him? To to put an underline on that, I don't know who the team president is over there um, uh, in, in San Jose, but. Uh, you're also looking at a building with, I believe, the fewest amount of luxury boxes, not counting Winnipeg. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, the the least amount of retail space, and I and the oldest of the non completely redone every ten year buildings. It's an old building now. I mean, San Jose's been around for a while, and they don't generate the kind of revenue um, to you know to have nobody in the stands. So they got to figure out something. So I, I agree with Joe where if you lose Carlson, let's say you lose 500 tickets a night, they can't afford to lose those 500. I, I, they just can't. I, I just think you, at some point you got to put a product that people want to see on the ice. If it's not a brand new arena or a brand new city, you know, you just, or just like, Oh, Hey, all these kids are 21 years old. And we you know the boys of summer come watch them grow. No, they've seen a lot of stuff in, in San Jose and they know a good team. They know a bad team. And they certainly know a phone it in team. So, and let's face it, Carlson's amazing. He's amazing. Oh, to yeah. Watch. Yeah. He's literally, great. he's, he's like, you know, he's in the top five af- after Jesus and like McCarr and, and, and McKinnon about people that you jump out of your seat. Like, Oh my God, what was yeah. that? He's got real talent. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I would keep him in, unless you get blown away, you know, you know, Lemieux for the Stastny brothers in the, you know, in, in Lake Ontario kind of deal, you know, I would keep them. What do you guys think about Tarasenko? Yeah. That was a great move. And, uh, you know, he's a little something to prove. He's already has chemistry with, 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 with the bread man. And they got, they got Mikola out of it too. That was a great Yeah. Move. Yeah. No, that, that, that could very well be another trade we add to uh that was the difference and then they won the cup that's one of the better um around the deadline pickups uh, i can remember you know i'll be a homer here a little bit but i remember when the penguins got hosa in 08 and it was like oh my it, they went from being like oh they could make a run to being like oh they could win it and that's the way i felt about the rangers the rangers were very good but in the in the in the conference they're in you got to be amazing and getting Vladimir Tarasenko up there uh, th- to play with Panarin, you reach the amazing level at that point. And Zabinijad. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I didn't mention first Chris class. That is all-star. That is vintage Penguins, vintage Red Wings, vintage Edmonton level talent. There, there, there's not a mucker on there. Not, oh, well, that's guy. That's the guy that gets the puck, or that's the guy that protects the other two. No, that is three thoroughbreds. Like that, you just let them run. I mean, that is. I think I think they're the team to beat in the Metro. I know. I don't care who Carolina gets. 
I, I, I don't see them beating the Rangers. I, I'll be honest with you. Rangers are loaded now. Uh, Carolina's got some injury issues, but but just in the past month, the highlights that Jarvis and Aho have been putting up are ridiculous. These guys are really, really coming into their own as as kind of you know borderline doing doing witch like things. Natius too. Natius. Na- oh yeah, he had the best goal of the week, probably Natius. So so yeah, they've got these three young kids. Again, they might be a couple of years off, but it would not surprise me to see them get through the East just because they play a great system and they got legs for days. I just really like, I, you know, I said, I was telling a, a listener, uh, he asked me about what I thought of the Canes, and I'm like, I finally think I'm putting Aho into the superstar category. We yeah. always think you need a superstar to pull you through. I'm putting him in that category right now. I mean, they have all the makings. I'm I'm just really big on the defense of the Rangers. I think, especially with Mikola now, I just think they really, really, truly go six deep. Just a little bit better than the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and, and better in goal, too, uh, for sure. Yes. Uh, so, so it's like th- that all goes that way. And then I think when it goes to coaches, a push or even better, you know, as well. It's just a Carolina plays that game. And maybe it's just from the devils torturing me in my childhood. Carolina plays these games where it's like this roster should beat this roster. And then it just doesn't happen. They just lock it down and win three, one. That's just the way they play. Hughes week to week is scary for, uh, I, I mean, uh, Hughes is out. Uh, I think he's week to week right now. Yeah. Um, that's scary because the Devils were really, I mean, the Devils skated circles around the Penguins. And Dougie Hamilton's playing well. Ivanichek playing good in net. I The Devils are going to, the Devils are going to be a hard out. It's, it's going to be exciting. You know, as much as I want to see the Penguins and you want to see OV and I'm sure the NHL Network or at, at TNT and whoever's showing the games wants OV and Sid. But Detroit flying around and the Devils flying around is going to be much more exciting then you know they oh my god i mean can the, the capitals look slower than the penguins yeah and and we're not no, we're not a, we're not a network analytics uh a podcast but nhl ratings year over year are down 22% and it's looking like the playoffs will not have ovechkin will not have crosby mm. and will not and will not have the chicago blackhawks and also by the way the montreal canadians so <laughs> Um, we need to get some excitement going. <laughs> there, there, there is, there is. Well, those your marquee value. <laughs> yeah, right. There is, oh, and by in Philadelphia too. So well, thank the, God. The most, well, yeah, I'm not complaining about that one, but I'm just saying, in a year where the ratings are already down, it looks like I don't know six of the most important ten markets aren't going to be there. Wow. But they do say, they do say though, there is some finagling, and I saw some the the uh, the glass is half full thing, whereas. Some of the ratings are down because ESPN counter-programmed them against the NFL. They're never mm. going to get ratings against the NFL. And then some of like the Penguins games, they let the Penguins have the local broadcast people broadcast the games, which is ludicrous because that is like, you know, the Pittsburgh market is always that them and Buffalo are always number one and number two. And sometimes Penguins are number Pittsburgh's number one over any hockey game. You know, so it's like, when you let the local cable pack provider show the game, then you're missing out. That's a big number. Same yeah. 
say the Penguins, whatever, Blues, make us a get four million nationwide. You know, one million is Allegheny County. Yeah, if you let that, you let that go to AT and T Pittsburgh, that's a that's a huge loss. Big number, yeah. It's still, now, I'm sure the rings are still down a little bit though, and I'll tell you, losing talk it doesn't help you. Not TNT. No, yeah. it, and it, and it's just uh, the first year it was fresh and it had that. It's like getting a new coach; it had that fresh bump. But I really think that hockey needs to now to go out of its way to show how good the Rangers are and how good uh, the this Eastern Conference race is. Uh, you know, for the next few years because. I don't understand why it would be down. To me, it seems like it's gotten a little bit more exciting. The only answer is, is that there's a changing of the guard. Caps fans, Penguins fans, Blackhawks fans are not as into it as they might have been, you know, the past decade. Well, like I said, those are legitimate facts about counter-programming and, and all that stuff against it. And I guess when it's on its own, I think the ratings are up 22% when it's not against the NFL. So That makes sense. Yeah. Because you're going to lose every time to the NFL. Yeah, but you know, I, we we know from puck off ring, rings when Chicago's out, not good. Yeah, <laughs> Capitals, Pittsburgh out, not going to be good. I mean, that's just the way you, you don't lose the two. The, I mean, you lose Sid and Ovechkin. You know, that's that would be like losing Larry and Magic for the playoffs. That's really what it is. Yeah, it is. You're right. Those are the marquee guys. You know, I and and but I do think what Andy said is. Uh, true too that it, the level of play seems to be more exciting than ever but that doesn't necessarily bring in the the fringe fan no i mean you know i mean you know mike francesa said it himself he he doesn't watch a single hockey game in the regular season but he loves playoff hockey and watches every game you well, know so no yeah. bigger sports fan, no bigger American sports fan than Mike Francesa. He loves playoff hockey. We'll we'll see. You know, when Bo- if it's Boston versus New York, it's going to be huge, and it very well could be. It could be. Well, that that's what I'm saying. I think the, the hockey fan in me and the fan that just wants to see the best thing for the league. Uh, you know, New York New York marches to the finals, win or lose. Um, it would be just massive for the sport. I mean, everyone remembers what happened in 94. It became the biggest sport for, you know, three years or so. Hey, I remember the last time they were in the finals, I was headlining Gotham. Believe me, I know how big the Rangers were. <laughs> uh, our old buddy, Oli Mata, two-year deal to stay in Detroit, $3 million a year. He gets rewarded for the first time Detroit swept. They've only the Red Wings have only swept Western Canada three times in their existence. Does that even make sense? It doesn't make sense, but I, I'm happy to see it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think it's great news. Uh, the Rangers got Tyler Mott back. I don't know Does that make a big difference. Uh, I I honestly I I I think it makes a huge difference. I think think back to just the Penguin series last year. I think he had four goals in that series. Uh, there's going to be times where your top two lines in, in any great hockey team, but especially a team like New York, like you just said, you got your horses, you're going to ride them when they're not going to, they're just not going to have the number of scoring to win the game. And I think, and I, and I think the young kid line, a uh, 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 Heidel and, and, and Lafreniere and Kako, those guys being down there, Plus, you had Mott in the fourth. 
that's those guys are the reason why the Rangers were able to get deeper in the playoffs last year. They weren't the reason necessarily they had the good seating or they are as good a team as they are, but having that depth scoring and that depth grit is so important. And uh, it's, it's odd how the Rangers uh, traded away uh, Sammy, or, or, you know, traded for Sammy Blass and gave him back. And then Mott kind of the same thing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, you know, the, if, in the playoffs, probably most teams have two really good lines. They cancel each other out. What do the third and fourth lines do? That's usually the difference in what happens in the playoff series. Uh, DeBrusque is back in Boston. He's looking good. So now they're still looking for a forward possibly, but you know, they, they, they have to figure it out because next year they're going to have to start paying pasta probably eight times 11. And if they hardball pasta, they're insane. I think that that I think I think that we see Patrice uh, retire at the end of this year, and Pasta eats that money. If we don't, we see Patrice take a an absolute like you know nothing minimum wage deal to get that done to get Pasta. They're not going to lose Pasta. They're not they're not going to lose a potential MVP and the guy that could bridge together keeping the window open for another five six years. They're just not going to do it. No, I mean, I, if it wasn't for Jesus, he's my vote. To me, you take the best guy on the best team, and that's him. He's an amazing player. Just clutch. Just absolutely clutch. I'm trying to see if any more notes here I want to say. Uh, Sod IR, that stinks. I wonder, wonder if Sod would be. I mean, they're open for business at, at St. Louis. So Oliver Ekman Larson is out. <laughs> you know, Tockett said just stay home. <laughs> uh-uh. They're playing. They're playing a little better under Ricky in Vancouver. Oh, little yeah. Bit. I mean, look, a, like a third straight new coach bump for Vancouver. They just got to hire a new coach every every three months, and they probably have a decent record. <laughs> I, I hope Tucker has a good package, and then he just comes back to TNT. Uh, Matt Barzell, week to week. I mean, they beat the Penguins w- w- without him, but that's not saying much anymore. Um, that huge loss. Yeah, I think so. Massive loss, massive loss. You're in the race, but luckily you're in the race against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I think they'll be okay. Oh, I think they're in a race against Buffalo and Florida. Oh, you're right. I don't even think that we should probably even count them in anymore, but no, I think the, I think the Islanders will be all right. It's a massive loss, though. Barzell's speed is is incredible. He does ghost for periods of time, so this will kind of just be like one of those periods of time where he doesn't score any goals. It's just not there. Yeah, my money has my my money. If I had a gun to my head right now, if I had to rank who I thought was making the playoffs, we can we could all do this as an exercise. I think it goes Detroit, the Islanders, then the Penguins, then. Then Washington Buffalo's a push in the Florida Panthers. Well, I like that thinking. You got Detroit up there. Because Sorokin is just incredible. Sorokin just ended the Penguin season per- personally. He he must not like Sidney Crosby. Like he personally ended their I mean, he, he was incredible in two games. A- Andy, your list? Uh Sorokin might be a Vesman guy. Um oh, I think he I, is. I I, 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 think, I, I think he is. I think he's had a better year than Hellebeck. I don't think Hellebeck has seen the amount of just 
just, I mean, the Islanders aren't very good in front of them all the time. It's not Lou Lamarillo's Islanders, if you will. It's not Barry Trotz's Islanders, excuse me. Yeah, I rank close to you. I would say of, of that group, Islanders won. I see Islanders finishing seven. Um, uh, for number eight, I, I like I said before, I have Red Wings. Um, then I think it gets pretty close. But I do think that I, that I lean uh, Buffalo at that point because Buffalo's got the young legs and Tage Thompson's magic. What if he just has a crazy last month? It could totally happen. Then he might be the MVP. Uh, and then, uh, you know, when you get when you get to the Floridas and then and, and the Pittsburghs, now you're just talking about teams that I don't believe have even close to the depth uh, to, to talk about. So I, I, I put, you know, those teams at the bottom for sure tied at the bottom. And uh, am I leaving one team that's in it out? I feel like I'm not got the Capitals. Oh, the Capitals. No, they're the bottom. I'm sorry. That's why I didn't think of them. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think Ovi will get closer and closer to Gretzky, but I, I just, the Capitals haven't played consistent hockey that much this year. Uh, I, every time I watch them, I feel like they lose that out. And again, I don't like when teams lose outdoor games. It's bad omens for the rest of the season. The only reason why I have the Penguins third on that power chart is because of Sid putting the team on his back like he does and Gino putting the team on his back like he does. And when Gino speaks to the media, usually good things happen. And like I've said, they both played amazing and they're, they're not going down without a fight. I just don't know if Jari has it right this year to just stand on his head for a month. And, and the Penguin schedule is just, just ridiculous. But other than that, I just think that the two best teams are Detroit and the Islanders. I, well, yeah, but because they don't really need anything more. They have their teams to a certain degree. Whereas in Pittsburgh, you have a brittle goalie and no backup goalie, essentially. Uh, and in Florida, you know, you you have um, you know, to me, two guys who it's kind of like Pittsburgh, like like could Kachuk and Barkov just absolutely go nuclear and get them in and Bobrovsky plays consistently? Sure. But I wouldn't want to put money on Vegas on it, you know. Barkov is Mr. December. He never does it in the spring. There's no push comes to shove. He's the epitome of the European guy that when it comes push comes to shove, he'd rather be back, you know, hot tubbing in Sweden wherever country he's from. He doesn't do it. I mean, he, he, he cost, he's cost Florida all the time. He's a great regular season player. He's just not, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't step up when it completely matters. I'd love to see him change my mind. I'm not trying to knock him. That's just the truth. We always hear the most underrated guy. Well, you know what? You're underrated when you don't do it ever in the playoffs. That's how you get rated. That's how you get known. No, no, completely. And and, and like I said, Brunette lost his job because he never took his balls out of his purse last year. And he let Tampa just steam right over them. Yeah, I, I, I see Florida and Pittsburgh for different reasons and in different ways, but just not having an, not Tampa, Florida and Pittsburgh, different reasons, but sort of the same. Uh, they're going to rely on their top dogs and they're going to rely on inconsistency and goal. And down the stretch, those two things relying on them means you don't make the playoffs. All right. Any any other final notes? We'll re- re- get through these awards and some stats. Anybody? Nope. Okay. Oh, no, that- just one more thing to say. Sorry, I had it written down. No, heard an, heard an interesting rumor uh, out of Canada this week. Uh, could Barry Trotz end his career back with Nashville, a team that has been very underachieving this year? 
Uh, he was there for 20 years. Uh, he didn't want to go to Winnipeg. We know he likes Nashville. Do you think that would be a good thing, Barry Trotz, going back to Nashville? I heard that too, but that will only be the end of that. That's starting next year. He doesn't want to do an in-season replacement. Ah, sure. Oh, okay. I thought maybe he'd come now. No, no, no. They're no in, okay. Yeah, no. That's what. At least that's what I heard. He has no interest in coming in. He wouldn't save him anyway. Uh, well, you know, someone has to come in there and, and throw out all, this, all the underachievers. So, <laughs> you know, they, they, they blew it. Their best, you know, they, they use what's, they used, uh, what's his name in that one? They should use Soros for all those couple of years. And then, oh, Pecorini. And then they put his number up the second he said, I'm retired. <laughs> There's another one. Uh, I really, I know Kim. Okay. Five seconds. Who you went phrase? Who you take Cam Ward or Peck Renee? Uh, Cam Ward. Andy Picard. Oh, come on. Cam, Cam Ward. Let's, okay. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Linda Cohen. I'm going to, I got to give the Linda Cohen award to the, uh, so, sorry, Jari. That Bo Horvat short side was, uh, yeah. Uh, no shanties. The, the Connor Sherry scoring against his old team, Patrick Line, waking up and scoring against the Winnipeg Jets. And then, oh, the dying alive, Ryan O'Reilly. I just lost my interest in love of hockey in Buffalo because it scores the hat trick against them in the biggest game in Buffalo in 20 years since the outdoor game against Sid. Uh, wow. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a rivalry that's been reignited by that one trade in that one game. Ryan O'Reilly's from not too far away from Buffalo. He's from you know he's from North uh, Ontario, and the Toronto Buffalo rivalry is one the game needs back because it can get nasty. It's it, it's going to get they're going to get doming and Rob Ray going again. Uh, the Howies we I like the you know I love dogs. The Hurricanes had their mascot dog out there at the outdoor game. I thought that was pretty sweet. And the baby, the the, the the Detroit Red Wings, the baby fan. Did you see him? He's like a yes. toddler. I love it. Uh, I thought that was great. And they also they brought back David Thompson. That was pretty sweet. The dirt bags. Uh, we have uh, it's not really a dirt bag. It's a half dirt bag, half Howie. Uh, Anders Lee, the general. Anders Lee uh, teeing off on K- Casey DeSmith right off his chest. I mean, I know Casey is easy to score upon, but it should be like a driving range. They a little T on his chest. <laughs> and then, sorry, Dylan Larkin. Uh, you know, you can't hit Oshie in the face with a stick like that. You know, no. uh, don't I say protect yourself. I'm all for moves like that, but uh, you got you to call it out when you see it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, the Korea, Joshua from Vancouver got run by Truba, then scores a big goal. Uh uh, who scored in their 12? Someone scored in their 1200 game. I'll, I'll screw that up. Uh, no cloud skirt Riley on tuck played with his stick. Put a body on the man. Rissard, same play. Riley on tuck, just indifference. Riley's a Riley's worthless. I, I, I can't believe people pretend he could play hockey in Toronto. The Bob Pro Bear, Vinny Trocheck, the Pittsburgh kid against Winnipeg's Gagne. Dio's Jarvis Hattrick versus the Habs, Sugar Kane, Hattie Kane, the hat trick versus Toronto. Trade him, please. The other hat trick, Ryan O'Reilly. We said that versus Buffalo. Saves Campbell on Bertuzzi on the two on one from Larkin. Crazy save. Another one, Campbell on the glove on VC. Jari on Anders Lee, but didn't matter because Sorokin, the paddle on Latang, the save of the year. In my opinion, 
and maybe the end of an end of the empire. Uh, the Goonies, Byram, big fight versus Boldy. Gabranson, heavyweight fight versus Brown. The Big O, Jamie Oleksiak versus Nikki D. Some good fights this week. The Church of Gagne, Mantha versus Martinuk. Copley of the Kings just taking Vetran of the woodshed. He got the <laughs> game misconduct, throwing yeah. the blocker in his face. You got to love the old I, I-5 hatred. Uh, Gino versus everybody. He should have been punching. He should have been punching Hextall and Burke instead of the Islanders. <laughs> Eric and Maroon. Ducky versus old Ducky. Did you see um, uh, Gibson uh, come to center ice to try and get in that fight uh, against the Kings the other night? Yes. The, the Kings had the fight going on and Gibber went to went to the red line, which is a whole other story. Fans are upset that the referees didn't let the goalies go, but you got to control the game. But again, that's another story. Social media wise, um, the the Ducks uh, are the uh, the Ducks posted. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Copley didn't want any smoke, meaning Copley didn't want to fight Gibson. And the Kings uh, tweeted back: Copley has more wins than the Ducks. <laughs> 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 so again great to see the rivalries heating up yeah. this time of year in hockey because you know a- a- again being on the west coast that's our big one yeah i you, you you got to say too i would have to say the johnny gibson the pittsburgh kid mr whitehall has some has some deep-seated anger issues right about now i don't know if copley does want to mess with, the, with johnny from no. Whitehall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Copley just enjoy his contract in a playoff run. I think. Yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah, Cop- yeah, Copley, your career has just gotten started. Don't let a Pittsburgh dude break your orbital. You know what I mean? Like, let's <laughs> let's save some pucks for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Johnny needs a couple of good stories to tell back on Brownsville Road and Brentwood, <laughs> and that would hey, be one of them. Hey, everybody knows where Brent Johnson was born and where he ended the career of Rick DiPietro. <laughs> And there was yeah. another Pittsburgh guy that said no more, no more saves for you. Yeah, uh, but you know, but I, but I, I love Copley. You know, I'm all, I'm all kings all day. Uh, so. <laughs> Copley, he was, take- he was sw- swinging that blocker like it was a medieval chief. He was trying to take someone's head off. I'll tell you what was scary though, fellas. Uh, that game, the quickie, and then quickie came in. The two games, quick quickies played this week. They better put Copley in bubble wrap because. Quickie is just—he's—I don't even want to say—he looks like the Smith. It's not the cold. He's—he's just like the Smith because I—I've known this from going to games the past two years. Half the times I see him play, I go, "My God, Quick is back!" And yeah. ha- the other half the times, I'm like, "I can't believe he's in." I—I ca- I can't believe they don't have two or three guys in the organization better than him. So it, it really has gotten bad. You hate to see a guy. Uh, who's been that good? Get get this shaky. Yeah. Here's here's a couple funny ones here. Fifteen game, fifteen uh, game point streaks. Uh, fifteen game point streaks. How many people have had? Savard four, Guy Lafleur four, Bossy four, McJesus four, Stassi <sighs> five, Lemieux seven, Wayne nineteen. Wow. Three assist games. Three assist games. Trottier, 61. Sid, 61. Raymond Bork, 64. Mess, 64. Captain Ron, 
65. Adam Gates, 71. Coffee, 82. Mario, 106. Wayne, 224. Wow. Some guys right now are on pace for 100-point seasons for defensemen. Some guys are on pace. Could be could be miraculous. Here is the list of those fellas. Al McGinnis with the cannon did it once. Potvin once. Leach once. The doctor, Paul Coffey, Mr. Anti-Statue, did it five times. Bobby Orr, six times. Wow. Here's, here's the funniest stat of all here. Fewest games to 150 wins. Sheldon Keefe, 241. Barbecue, 238. Mike Keenan, 234. Huh. I will be at the Comedy Store Wednesday night. I will be at the Ice House Friday with Fraser Smith. I'll be in... uh, what is that? Whatever to be called. Um, uh, down by down by uh, Studio City with Jimmy Dore on Saturday, April Fool's Day, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Club Cafe. And if you can't make it this Friday, I saw me and Frazier there about three more times this month. Andy will be there once too in March. Yeah, looking looking forward to. I'll be I'll be at uh, Third Wheel on Friday night for the Ever Byram Show. And I'll be with uh, Joe this Friday at the new ice house. It looks great. Uh, so come on out and see us, all the Puckoff fans. We'd love to see you out there. And I'll also be at the uh, Comedy Store on Monday night. All right, guys. Well, we got the trade deadline coming up real soon. So that's going to be real interesting. Uh, great show today. I want to thank our producer, Aaron. I want to thank Andy Picaro, Joe Bartnick. This is Fraser Smith. We are Puckoff. We are out.